I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's up, Travis? Uh, I don't understand the question. Rephrase it. Uh, how you feeling? How you living there, Biggie Smalls? I am living, that's for sure. Um, I am living so large that, uh, that I felt it necessary to roll up a thing for today. <laughs> Uh-oh, there you go. So thing. you did roll a thing. And I'm excited about this one as well. We've had some good ones. And and to be fair, we, I, you know, I know that I say that a lot, but sorry, I am excited about these things. So uh, yeah, sure. We're talking about a lot of stuff we like to talk about. So that seems reasonable to think that uh, you would like to talk about it. Yeah, there you um, go. Some seem to be more popular than others with our, our viewer base, but our, our viewer base, our listener base. I, if we had a viewer base, I think we'd have less. Um, but so, yeah, so let's talk about this thing, this thing that you are excited about. This thing is probably close to your heart. This thing is playing the bad guys. Yeah. So playing. Ooh, no wonder you like it. Your name is Vincent V. I won't say your last name in full because you, you said once that you didn't, you didn't want yourself exposed, even though it's all over the place. It's but in I mean, my email. Yes. That's so the most evil okay. of names already. So you're either like a Roman assassin or a mobster in the roaring twenties. So you should know something about playing the bad guy since you are one. You're like a stereotype. I am a bad guy. I think people accuse me of that a lot. That's funny. That's strange. Um, but yes, playing evil characters or, you know, in general, the being the I don't want to say the antagonist of the story, because that's not really what I mean. But being bad in a game. Right. That's uh, that's the, the topic today. Playing. Those- I'm sure that could could cover being bad the bad guys you know evil yes um the antagonist but i suppose it also means you know playing an evil character alongside other good characters maybe i I don't know sure could be either the one evil person i think the one evil person in a group of good guys though is actually much easier than the group of all evil people yeah probably yes so generally for today i I, I don't know i feel i feel like generalizations are bad in this case and as in most cases so i don't know could be. I, I think for today, we should restrict this and say we're talking about RPGs, right? So we're talking about tabletop RPGs where you're playing a character and you have some kind of moral choice system going on, right? Some kind of alignment system or something like that. And, uh, you know, there is some spectrum of good and evil, right? So we're, we're, we're excluding things like like Bioware's RPGs. They're, they're computer RPGs that are like, you know good or evil choice or neutral choice and tend to end up being just, you know, dating Sims with, with sex scenes at the end. Correct. (laughs) Generally we're, we're, we're counting those out because they're too, they're too linear. We're not really talking about that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're excluding that because of the linear nature of it. So here's, here's what I'll say, Travis, let's, let's start here. What do you think about if somebody comes to you, you have a normal game of, of, of D&D or something like that planned, okay? Oh, let's imagine the world where, where that happens. Okay, D&D, normal game. Am I running it? You're running it, okay? okay. Very in this, in this scenario, you are the GM. And they come to you and they say, and you're, you're just, it's, a, it's some kind of normal-esque game, right? Where most of the players are probably going to be good people, heroes of some kind or another, right? Because that's sort of the base assumption of the game. And one person comes to you and says, I would like to play an evil character. I'm going to be a, I want to be a neutral evil person. Um, so my evil defines okay. me. What do you say to them? What's the next thing you say? 
Um, the next thing I say to them would be, I don't know, something along the lines of, uh, what is, what do you mean by neutral evil? Um, because everybody, everybody's notion of evil is very different. Uh, alignment systems are really hazy, you know? Um, so I would want to know what their particular semantics were, um, as far as that goes. Now, maybe, maybe you are, you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're saying that we all have the same, you know, definitions of these words or whatever, but I don't know. I'm not at all. And I think your your question there is immediately more nuanced than most people approach this with, because I know. Really? For so a, how, do, how do you think other people approach it? Well, I know for a long time, people probably approach it much like I did for a long time, which was to say at the beginning of when I handed out like the document that everybody made their characters from, I would just say you can be any of these alignments or you cannot be chaotic evil, neutral evil, lawful evil, right? Or something like that. Right. So you were specific without without uh, putting a lot of effort into the definitions. Um, yeah. Because I just didn't want to deal with it, right? Yeah. And I think to a point, that's not fair, but I think that this is my conception of it. Playing the bad guys, whether it be one individual amongst a group of good people or an all evil group requires more maturity than playing the game in its standard uh, sort of incarnation. Um, okay. Well, I have to agree with you on that. Um, and, and I have to agree with you on, on uh, probably a grand scale even um, because usually I would take a, some kind of uh, at least a softer view somewhere in there. But really, like just just thinking about the the two the two or three different uh, incarnations that come to mind first would be like you know uh, an evil campaign where everybody in the group's a bad guy and they all have their own their own devious plans regardless of whatever else anyone else's plans are and you know executing those plans while still being um, mindful of of a story or a narrative in that game and while being mindful of everyone else's fun at the table would take an immense amount of maturity um, in comparison to your standard group of all good guys um, because good guys tend to strangely fall in line to the same goal, um, whereas bad guys in that kind of situation don't. Although I, I do believe that, that that can happen. Like bad guys can have similar goals that all align, um, which again takes, takes some maturity. Um, and then playing the single bad guy amongst a bunch of good guys uh, that that requires you to have a steady hand when you're thinking about the same things, the the story, the narrative, and everyone else's fun. Um, uh, it takes a huge amount of maturity. If maturity isn't present in these cases, then the game is far more likely to fall apart. Yeah. Um, which is just a huge issue. So I have to agree on just in in, just, in most incarnations. Um, yeah, that's a big. It's maturity is the biggest problem. Right, because you have to sort of be willing to accept that, like, being evil and, and whatever you, your thing is, if everybody's evil, right, if that's, if that's the sort of thing that's going on where everybody's evil, then you kind of have to accept that, uh, that your friends, your good friends, are going to sometimes do things that are going to be mean to you. But they're not being mean to you. They're being mean to your character because right. you are all together bad guys, right? And bad right, and guys being able do to handle that things. situation without without any kind of what people would call meta thinking, you know, cr crossing over into the game, right? 
being able to actually let it happen and let it happen correctly. Yes, it's it's a it's a challenge. It really is because it's easy. We you know we really do. People get, really get into their characters, and when your character suddenly gets you know metaphorically or or perhaps literally slapped in the face right by another member of the party it can sometimes be a little difficult to to dissociate right and not yeah. and not take that that slight that feeling that insult into the real world to start metagaming with it to to whatever right to 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 react negatively whatever that happens to mean um right. i would say that uh you know that kind of that kind of situation um like you can really learn a lot by being a serial GM, like like GMing lots and lots and lots. Um, because the like like I would say that generally speaking, and I hate saying generally speaking, whatever. Um, people who only play would probably be more prone to that kind of meta meta thinking. Um, whereas a GM who constantly has to not be attached to anything of his of his creation, right? You know, because his creation is constantly shifting, constantly being defeated by other people. Like he has to be able to, he or she has to be able to constantly deal with, with losing, right? It's only because that's what the GM does. He loses, but in, in losing, he wins because everybody wins, whatever. Right. We know it's tough to be a GM. I'm just saying you can, you can temper your thoughts on these things if you've only been a player by trying GMing a few times. Absolutely. You know, there was a fun game I played where we all played goblins, okay? And we all played true standard goblins, not heroic goblins, not anything like that, okay? And so the way that we decided to to handle all being evil goblins in this particular case was we said we all made a pact in character at the beginning of the game saying we're all trapped in it was a it was a, a um it was an undermountain game, so we were all trapped in the ruins of undermountain if you remember what that is like where it's pretty terrible. And so all the goblins got together and we all made a pact at the beginning saying, all right, none of us are going to attack or hurt each other, right? Because we all need to get out of here together. So in that case, in character, we made a little agreement and we stuck to it. So we still ran around. We did evil things, right? We would like, if there was an innocent person, we might help them. We might eat them, right? Like whatever it happens to be. It's not like evil is some kind of commandment, just as good isn't. Uh, I think people take e when a lot of times when people start piloting evil characters, they feel like I have to be evil at every moment. I have to right. kill you have to every be dastardly innocent. mustache twirling evil, which is of course nonsensical. Because by the way, your good character certainly isn't good at every moment, and we're all okay with that. The number of times I have seen good characters just hack down someone who gave up in combat. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's inconvenient for them at that moment. Like, well, we can't take him prisoner. We've got nowhere to do him. Oh, well, just kill him. Right. Like the flippancy to which I see good characters engage in murder uh, tells me that not everybody's necessarily acting good all the time here. Oh, yeah. Or at the very at the very minimum, they're not putting as much thought into being good as they should. Yes. So you don't have to in the same way. You don't have to be evil all the time. We would still do some shady things. We weren't good people. Blah, blah, blah. And it worked. We played the whole game. We were evil goblins. Nobody attacked each other. At the very end of the game, when we escaped Undermountain, one of the characters had one of the characters had changed his character. He had went from he had died somewhere in the middle because we were all goblins. And it was Undermountain. That's what happens. We you know goblins die, and so he had changed his character to be some kind of weird warg thing. He was like a I don't know how to explain it. He was a weird pseudo undead warg, I guess is what I would say. And 
when myself, who was playing a ranger and the cleric, got out of the final thing, like we got through a portal to escape Undermountain and walked to the other side and were free of Undermountain, the warg was the only other character that got out. And as soon as, and when he got out of the final engagement, he got out at like one hit point and had no, no anything left in the tank, no abilities. And so we were like, well, we kill him. And he's like, wait, what? And we're, we're like, we turn to the GM and we're like, yeah, we, we kill him. He's a weird monster and he's not a goblin. And he wasn't in our agreement and we're not in the dungeon. So sorry, that's how it goes when you're evil. We all, we all agreed. We got our pact. We're done. We're out. Now you're dead. We kill you. <laughs> I know that seems like a compelling end to a story. It was. And let me tell you what, the player was butthurt uh, in the truest sense of the meaning. He did not find that entertaining. Uh, yeah. This is my point about, you know, like that sort of maturity. Um, it takes it on both sides, certainly. Um, I, I, w I would say that to me, that's a compelling ending for a character. Like I would be like, wow, I went all this way and they turned around and killed me in the end. What an amazing turn of events. Absolutely. Um, but I do feel like maybe there should have been some kind of discussion for this person, you know, with this person to see if they were okay with that. Because you are trying to make sure everybody's, you know, everybody's fun is being taken into account. And maybe, maybe that person just couldn't handle it, right? Um, that's a fair point. It, it really is. It probably was not the nicest thing of us to collude and then uh, right. and, and, spring but, but, it you on know, him. We already knew you were the bad guy, though, because you're Vince VV. That, that's your <laughs> name. You're evil. As I said at the um, beginning, I am an evil person. Yes. Yeah, you are going to rip your face off, and there's going to be some weird, crappily done lizard costume underneath. Um, so I, 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 I agree with what you're saying, though. Like, it's all about maturity in that kind of situation. Um, I would say more, more, more often than not, it's you should go into a game like that with the same kind of thought and, and pr thought process towards a party dynamic as you would with a good party. Okay. Yep. Um, at, you, you should always be taking into account what everybody else feels, what everybody else wants and the overall goal of the game, which is fun. So uh, it's the, it's the same on either side. Um, it's perhaps a more sensitive issue on the evil side because it's far less common. People don't have as much experience with it. Generally speaking, you know, you, gen you tend to play these games and people tend to play heroes. Um, but there are lots of games out there that aren't like that, you know, like, um, cyberpunk style games just don't they have really really gray lines and you expect a lot of different uh, different dynamics to go on but you should always be keeping in mind the dynamic of whatever game you're playing and whatever party you're playing with um, so evil or good just keep all that stuff in mind right absolutely and you know you make a really interesting point with with the uh, cyberpunk games or something like that right yeah th there's lots of other you know cyberpunk noir other things that 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 gray, you know, vampire games, whatever, yeah, uh, all that stuff, gray, blurred areas. Yes, and it's funny; those games don't have like a hard alignment system. Often, like a D and D, right? Like when you're yeah. in when you're playing MechWarrior, there's no there's no alignment system. You don't have to say, uh, "This is my alignment." You're just you you are who you are. You are whoever you are, right? Now, let me t let me take you back in time, Travis. Okay, first time I played MechWarrior and realized God there was yes, and and realized that there wasn't an alignment system. I was very young. I don't blew your mind, you huh? It blew my mind. I had only played you know mainly like D and D. I maybe might have played a few other games, but they all had alignment systems. Then I played MechWarrior and it didn't. That meant that my first action, I was like, wait, there's no alignment system. I don't get punished for for not acting good. All right, I go and rob. I was like, what's around? And he's like, well, there's a Cassano's pizza. Because of course there is. 
And I was like, I don't even think that exists anymore. It certainly doesn't exist in the year 3000, but whatever. So I'm like, well, I go rob the Cassano's pizza. So like immediately I start engaging in like, you know, thievery and whatnot. Right. Cause, cause why yeah. not? And then, so I robbed the peach joint and in the peach joint, there's like, I'm, I'm robbing it. And the guy, and like, I'm holding the clerk at gunpoint and I kill the guy because I'm like, Oh, can't have witnesses. And so I shoot the guy dead, the guy behind the counter. And, uh, the GM is like, you turn around and you see that there's silence as a birthday party of eight year olds is like behind you. Uh, and they've all fallen silent as you've executed this guy. And I was like, well, no witnesses. And I just start gunning down all these kids at a birthday party. Okay. Now, that's like pretty threshing wheat, like threshing wheat. Yeah. Now, I certainly don't advocate killing children in any way, shape, or form. I'm be very clear about that. I am anti that. Oh um, man, I'm gonna let me put my guns away. Yeah, take a strong stance here. A real controversial one. Um, but that's what happened when you combine immaturity with that sudden realization that I don't that nothing is forcing me to be good. Right? Like that's such a classic example of stupidity. And just the sure. worst it's taking type these to of, extremes. Yeah, um, it's immediately thinking I am the villain of this story, so I should therefore act in the most dastardly way, which is just not true. Um, just just the same way as if you're the hero of the story, you shouldn't be doing getting all the heroic moments. Um, it's a group thing. That's why we're doing it. We're doing it to play with other people. So yes, exactly. I, I think that in the end, what you have to sort of be aware of when you're piloting evil characters. Which I think is something everybody should try to do, right? When you play the bad guys sometimes. Because what's really fascinating about it is that you can be a much more proactive character than most heroes are. Heroes, by their nature, tend to be reactive, right? You are reacting to the plots of the bad guy. Yeah? But yeah. as a bad guy itself, not only can you be reactive or following the story or whatever... But you can also have your own evil schemes running, right? Your own sort of plots and plans. And as long as those don't directly involve the suffering of the party, of the other players in the party, in general, that can be a great outlet and give your character something to build toward that you might not necessarily otherwise have as a good player. And, you know, sort of give you other interesting narrative hooks, right? Um, you know, I'm trying to also raise an army of dead or find an ancient ritual that's going to turn, you know, this small town into, into, uh, into demons or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever silly yeah. thing you've got. Um, and I think that's cool because it gives you a little more freedom to just kind of play around with that stuff. I mean, does that, uh, does that resonate with you at all or, or. You think I'm off the reservation? No, I think I think you're right. I think I think there is some some freedom involved in it. Um, uh, but with, with with great freedom comes great responsibility. Yep. Um, yeah, you got. I mean, you got to take that Spider-Man mindset. Um, I think. Uh, no, I th I'm totally with you on that. Um, I would like to say that. Uh, uh, otherwise, though, um, just as as an aside. Evil, evil characters and bad guys and whatever can be even more uh, interesting in in the the span of a storyline than good guys can sometimes. Um, so when you're when you're going to represent an evil guy, whether you're the GM or the player or whoever, uh, so if you're being bad, if you're the bad guy, um, keep in mind some simple things like like you know 
good, great, great villains are relatable in some way. Like people can relate to them. They, uh, they, they understand that maybe this, this guy doesn't necessarily think he's a bad guy in his own head. Maybe sure. in his own head, he's not evil. Like he's doing the right thing in his head. Um, growing as evil characters, you know, uh, you, you have to have uh, moderation of success uh, alongside the moderation of success that the good guys within the same storyline have, right? So, like, if your party is being successful and they're doing their good stuff, you should be successful in doing your bad stuff and try to stay in line with the two so that everyone still feels like they're getting their their bits of the story um, and furthering their parts of the story. Um, and when it's a bad guy versus the good guys, um, that success in moderation is especially important because then it creates a real feeling of conflict, even though it's an illusion of who will win or lose being up to skill and fate. So like, keep that stuff in mind when you're playing bad guys. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, just I, since we're on the topic, I wanted to bring that, that stuff up. No, I think it's really important. I think what you're, if I had to sum up what you're, you're getting at there is when you make a good character when you, or, or a standard character, whatever we want to call it, right. In one of these games in general, your alignment doesn't really define you completely. Right. Certainly it's a factor. It's part of who you are. Yeah. But it's not your the sum total of who you are. Right. Like when you're a good fighter, you you have other elements to your story. Like I'm trying to recover my father's lost sword and I'm trying to uh, go find the mountaintop retreat of Shang de la Pooh because that's where I want to learn this ancient mystic technique. I don't care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You've got goals or things you do or flaws, your failings. You've got nuance to your character layers. Right. Um. In the same way, your bad guys, if you're playing an evil character amongst a good group or, or all evil characters, it should be the same thing. That alignment shouldn't be the sole-defining right. trait of your character, right? You should have your own goals and flaws and stuff like that. Um, Think of The Force Awakens, okay? It's an it's like, obviously, it's just the new, newest Star Wars movie. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll, we'll all, there'll be a slight spoiler here for The Force Awakens. In that, I'm not going to get too deep, but I'll, I'll talk about something sort of prima facie. Um, your main bad guy in there, uh, Kylo Ren, or one of your main bad guys, I guess. He's probably your chief antagonist. Um, his flaw is goodness, right? Yeah. Like, yep. he's tempted by the light side of the Force. He's tempted by being a good person. And he's trying to actively stop being a good person because he act if he just kind of lets himself go he'll do good things, right? That's kind of the idea of it. Um, that's a fascinating sort of flip of the script for the Star yeah. Wars universe, but for a villain in general, right? Um, it's, it's, and you can take a lot, a lot of the more, the more interesting villains in, in the movies and TV shows that, that we've seen. Like if you, like if you look at uh, Transformers, who's more interesting, Megatron or Starscream? Starscream is way more interesting than Megatron. Absolutely. Because, because of all he, those layers, he he's evil, absolutely, and he wants to be in charge of the evil. He wants to be in Megatron's spot, yes. but he will go so far as to, when he's down and out, work with the good guys to get back to that spot. Yes, absolutely. That's oh my goodness, that's such a good example. Because there are many episodes, even of the show and in general, where Starscream has worked with the 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 uh, the Autobots just to stop Mega and foil Megatron's plans. And then, of course, as soon as it's over, he's back to being a bad guy. Right, right? and the same with, like, G.I. Joe. I mean, Destro and Zartan, whatever, they they had those same kind of moments, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think of the one and where... And those characters are so interesting. 
where Destro put the snake back to sleep. That's a yeah. classic episode. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, where so he was... layers. Layers make those villains more compelling. The bad guys. These are bad guys, but they're not the dastardly, you know, mustache twirling bad guys. They have layers. They have they have parts. Yep. Absolutely. Lots of moving parts. Yep. Make your bad guys as rich. Be a mature player, even when you're piloting perhaps an immature or evil character. Right. I think that's kind of the summation there. And mm-hmm. make sure you talk to the group. Like if I think this is the thing, if you're going to play an evil character in a good group, I think it's often the it's often a thing where people will sort of want to keep that secret. And there could be good stories of that. I've played evil characters where I kept it secret. And I was like a yes. secret evil person. And if that's the story you're going for, that's OK. All right. That's fine. Um, we had a we had a fantastic game. Uh, a fantastic riffs game that you ran where I was a uh, evil assassin out to kill the party. Right. And uh, I, but, but to the party, I was some like beneficent rogue scholar. Yeah. And we would just set up all of my evil machinations before the game started. And then during the game, I only played the good guy. Um, And that was a great game because that character did turn around in the end. and did, you know, uh, basically turn traitor on his on the, the people that hired him to kill the party and help the party prevent them get it from getting murdered. So that was pretty nice. It was a fun arc to play. But uh, you don't always have to be the secret evil guy. You could also just talk with your, your party beforehand and say, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm playing an evil character, but, you know, this is the, the arc of my character. You don't always need to have secrets, right? No, and, and honestly, it's it's just as, if not more, compelling to have have all those cards on the table to make those moral morality plays between other characters and other elements of the story um, come to the forefront where you can actually explore them through your role-playing. I completely agree. Absolutely. Um, and so, I, I mean, generally speaking, playing the bad guys, I think, you know, evil characters, NPCs in the RPGs and stuff, and because we're talking about RPGs here, tabletop stuff, um, bring maturity to the table, and you're going to get more out of your experience. Yep. I think that's that's uh, that's everything we've talked about in a nutshell. So I'm going to call that undesigned. I agree. Undesigned. Thank you very much, everybody. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. Email is in the show description. It's vincentrventarella at gmail.com. Don't trust him to read it, though, because he's evil. Yes, indeed. I might not read it because of the aforementioned badness. But as always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 